Let's take off. Bongani and Nala on Radio 2000. It is a takeoff with Bongani and Nala. On the line, we've got Tepo uh, from Mochapilo Attorneys Incorporated. Uh, Tepo, good morning. Morning, Bongi. Morning, Nala. How are you? We're good. We're amazing, man. Uh, you sound like you're filling with your phone there. Are you good now? Yes, I'm good. I'm good now. <laughs> <laughs> Tepo, is there a law that regulates the rights of parties in, cohab- in a cohabitation relationship? Well, Bongani, the short answer is no. Currently in South Africa, um, the law, there are no legally enforceable rights um, in, re- in, in, in relation to cohabitation agreements. Um, yeah. um, as opposed to other countries like the UK and the US, they do actually recognize a co- cohabitation agreement between parties, mm. and that then takes the form of maintenance after death of, of one of the parties and all of that. But currently in South Africa, no. The short answer is no. However, um, because we do know that a contract entered into between two people um, means that those people have the intention at least um, contractually to claim, to be able to claim um, between each other. So in okay. that instance, they, if there is a cohabitation agreement that is drawn up um, or some sort of partnership agreement, we call it a universal partnership that is drawn up between the parties, then that will become enforceable between the two of them and also not against third parties. Um, and an example of that would also be if, um, let's say one of the partners now, you're cohabiting um, and you also have a will that you have drawn up. It would be yeah. very important for you to include your co-partner in that will because upon your death, should you die, the co-partner will not have any right against um, the estate of the deceased partner unless it is explicit in the form of a will by the, by the deceased partner. No matter how long we've been staying together. No matter how long we've been staying together. Here's the thing, Nala. Um, I think it, it, it's very important for us to put it also in context. Because the law doesn't recognize this, there are matters that actually get to court where people claim that there was such an intention by both parties to cohabit and to share um, the, the, the whatever assets that they have amassed together. But that, practically speaking, is very difficult to prove. Because in a court of law, how will you be able to prove the intention of a deceased person? You see, yeah. so um, it's very important that people just get to understand that, yes, you can live together and do everything as if you are a married couple. But if there is no sort of agreement that can at least prove that your intention or at least both parties intentions had always been to share um, or to amass some sort of assets together and all of that, then there is nothing legally speaking that can protect you um, when uh, the, uh, an unfortunate event occurs. Sure. So, so let's say I'm, I'm living with this woman, right? We are not yes. married. We're living together. Then we have a child. Mm-hmm. then maybe I came into this with, I've, I've got a home and maybe she didn't have a house. Yeah. Can I go and, 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 and draw up a contract to say, listen, if I die, this is what I want to happen to to the house or the, this is what I want to go to my children or to her? You see, those issues, and, and let's take it back. 
um, cohabitation, because it's not um, regulated by the family law. So we have family law in South Africa that yeah. deals obviously with the marriage, um, with the property regime of married couples. But that has a specific exclusion to people that are not married. So you cannot impute those um, legal rights um, or, or benefits that arise from those instances onto your cohabitation agreement. And that's why we take it back to say, if you are in a cohabitation um, um, partnership with your partner, it is very important, one, to have an agreement drawn up that specifically deals with um, the rights that the both of you um, are basically agreeing to to be used against the two of you because they're only enforceable as between the two contracting parties. Mm-hmm. Now, that can be done in the form of a contract that you can draw up and both parties sign. Now, with regards to children, um, South African law is very uh, specific when it comes to children because mm-hmm. in all matters where children are involved, they are of paramount importance. What that means is then that if and also, let me just state this. As a father or an unmarried father, an unmarried father automatically gets their parental rights and responsibilities um, in regard to children where the father has shown that he, he he accepts that he is the father of the child. There are some instances there in the Children's Act where he accepts that he's the father of the child, where he actively um, contributes to the maintenance and upbringing of the child even though he is unmarried. So that already would confer on the father the automatic parental rights and responsibilities. Now, in a cohabitation agreement, what um, people could do or what we advise people to do is, one, if you're cohabiting and you're unmarried, obviously we would advise people to actually go and get a parenting plan. Um, have something in place that can show that these two parties, this is how they want to deal with their children. And this also um, avoids a lot of backlog if one of the parties dies, because we all know that we have different, we come from different cultures, and yeah. in most cultures they don't allow you to actually even cohabit with another person or your husband, or not even your husband, your boyfriend, without being married. So that will cause difficulties in the event of your death. So um, you'd have to, one, get that parenting plan in place um, so that there is a legally enforceable agreement between the parties and registered with the court to say that this is how we want the matters with our children to be dealt. Um, but outside of that, that cohabiting or that partnership agreement would definitely have to be drawn up. Sure. And if you want to bequeath anything like a house, um, some sort of assets, then that would also have to be in the will to protect your partner. Because if it's not in the will, then they can, um, it, it can be easily contested by any of the fam- family members. Yeah, oh, that's a mouthful. Thank you so much, Tepo. Uh, finally, are you married? I'm not married, Nala. So would, what's, what's then your best, what's your opinion? Uh, would you, will you get married? Well, Or are you going to live with someone? You've got, we've got a minute for this one. <laughs> Quickly, quickly, What we can say is that, yeah. listen, if, if depending on what people want to do, um, one for me, I am a Christian, so I want to get married. Mm-hmm. I believe in the, the, the sanctity of marriage. Mm-hmm. But if people want to cohabit and they don't want the, um, the, the admin that comes with the divorce and all of that, or even the admin that comes with just getting into a marriage, you can opt for a cohabitation agreement. And it is prudent for me to state that there is a bill currently in Parliament. Um, it just needs to be assented to by the president that gives, um, um, what's this? 
um, 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 it, it, it aims to at least give enforced rights of, of, of cohabitation agreements okay. um, that are drawn up between the parties. So, so Tebo, to wrap, to wrap, you are going to get married. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's Tepo from Mochapila. Attorneys Incorporated on the takeoff. The takeoff. Weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. with Bongani and Nala. Let's take off.